Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. Hey guys, I'm excited to be back. Um, This is my debut, if you will, um, from taking a leave or a hiatus rather after my husband passed away September 10th, 2021. Um, Maybe even some of you don't even know that happened. Um, And maybe that's for another podcast. I really wanted to come out and talk to you guys about um, some of the experiences that I've had now that I've been off work for several months. Um, Here it is January, 2022. And I'm firing up the podcast because that's really what I've been missing and what I feel called to do. Um, So Essentially, what happened is my husband passed away in September, and I knew immediately that I really just needed to take time off, not just because he passed away, but because I did so much work in 2020, 2021 with a lot of my trauma, um, a lot of the shadow work that I didn't know was a driving force in my business, in my life, right? As an entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, your inner work is a reflection and it, it will spill over into your business, whether you want it to or not. Um, so I knew that I needed to take time off. Um, and one of the reasons why I knew I had to take a good port, you know, a good chunk of time off was because um, in 2019, my mother passed away and um I, while that was different because I had to take care of her estate, there wasn't, I, there wasn't an opportunity to just, you know, stop doing everything and and just take time. I had more of a responsibility to, um, like I said, take care of her estate, wrap things up. Um, but also I had a lot, and I do mean a lot of trauma, codependency, you know, all the things between my mother and myself. And after she died, it's like, I went into trauma mode, right? Trauma brain where I wanted to prove to my mother that I could do this, that I could, you know, keep bringing in really great money for my business, that I could be a successful entrepreneur. Because if um, some of you guys, if you've ever um, read my first book, your freaking amazing life, in that book, I talk about how I left corporate America and that my mom was really not down with that. <laughs> um, I moved across the country, left corporate America, and I found myself and had the spiritual awakening. Um, but because my mom never supported that, um, even though I know now she's in spirit, she's like telling me I supported you the way I could, blah, blah, blah. Great. Right. <clears throat> even though um all that happened, what, what happened was I started really carrying a lot of trauma in my business. And I started really acting and creating programs and 
seeking a certain type of person because underneath it all, I was trying to get that love for my mother. So sometimes I was acting as my mother and trying to save people. Sometimes uh, it was a codependent thing where I felt like they didn't love me if they didn't sign what a hot mess. Right. So fast forward to when my husband passed away, I knew that I absolutely needed to do something so that I didn't all of a sudden have more trauma in my business. And maybe some of you are like, why are you telling us this? Well, I want to bring this up because so many of us have underlying trauma, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. So many of us take action based on this trauma, right? So I want to share a story with you that I think you're going to love and you're going to resonate with at some point in your life, you've experienced this story that I'm going to share with you. Um, And it really, really resonated with me so much that I had to put it on the podcast. Um, So after my husband died, I, we went to Michigan to lay him to rest. And I went to see one of my amazing friends, um, spiritual friends, Rodasi Campbell, Um, she at the time was doing readings at higher self, which is where I used to work. Um, so I was super grateful to go back to Traverse city and I knew I just wanted a session with her. And before the session, you know, I sit with spirit all the time and I already knew spirit is like, sit down, shut up. You're not supposed to be doing anything right now. You're supposed to just be chilling out. Right. Um, But I still wanted to get that session just in case something came up. And, but, you know, so then I go in to see Rodasi and she tells me the story and pretty much, yeah, sit down, shut up. You're not supposed to be doing anything. Right. But the story is about the queen of heaven and the queen of the underworld. And they were sisters, right? One of them ruled all of the heavens and one of them ruled the underworld. Well, for some reason or another, and this really is a, a mythical story. So some of you guys may recognize this, but for some reason, the queen of heaven had to descend down into the other underworld because she needed to speak with her sister, right? At a falling out or something. So she had to go down there. So she has to go through basically seven gates to descend down into the underworld. And at each one of the gates, she's asked to take something away from herself. So at first they said, you know, you have to take away your cloak or we're taking away your shield, right? Because you're not going to need that where you're going. Then she gets to the next gate, right? And they're slowly taking things away. Now she's, you know, her breastplate is taken away and then on and on to where eventually they're telling her, you got to take off your dress. You, You don't need that that here, you know, you don't need any of these gowns. None of that's needed. None of that means anything in the underworld. So she does that. And at the very last gate, they told her, now you have to strip away your name, even your name, because none of that shit means anything down here. So she does that. And there's a couple different, um, ways the story goes, right? 
One of them, I think they end up killing each other. But another one, which I really liked is that queen of heaven had to strip away every single thing that had to do with her identity, including her name, right? Taken away every single thing, including her name. And then she had to basically refine herself, right? Or her sister, and then reintegrate with that darkness, so that she could find out who she really, 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 really was to the core without the name, without the breastplate, without, you know, all the glory, without all her followers, right? She went down to the depths of the underworld, naked and afraid, like I like to say. And so <clears throat> this really re resonated with me with the death of my husband um, because, and I don't want to cry, <laughs> Um, because no matter how much struggles we went through, right, no matter how many hard times, no matter how many times we were naked and afraid, we were naked and afraid together. And I still had him as part of my identity, right? So thinking to myself during this time, I've lost this whole huge piece of me, right? And then I took time off my business. So like, there's no, no business, no followers, no getting up, doing Facebook lives, no recording podcasts, right? Nothing. And including the fact that I didn't have him as part of my identity anymore. So this was so needed. And I want to say to you guys, you go through these types of trans, you know, transformations the shifting of your identity, different times in your life, right? When we're talking about the very beginning of 2020, when the pandemic hit, right? So many people were furloughed. So many people lost their jobs and everybody was shooken up at first, right? So I talk about that, like it shakes you to wake you, right? So there's been so many times in your life, something had to happen to shake you, to wake you, right? You guys, I'm always talking about if my mother and I didn't have this big falling out and I didn't leave corporate America and I didn't move across the country, I would never have become who I am today. So I'm so grateful for that dark moment then too. We had a dark moment then, 2011. Um, and I remember after we had moved across the country, my husband and I, I had a conversation with him saying, I believe Every five years, somebody needs to shake themselves to wake themselves because you can easily create a reality that you're just sleeping. You're just going through the motions of who you believe you are, what you believe you're supposed to be doing, what you believe your life is supposed to be like. If I had never moved across the country, I would, again, never, I would not be who I am today, but it was a completely different life. And same happened after my husband passed away. So I truly feel like if you've been doing the same thing for five years, you know, or even less, it's time for you to shake yourself, to wake yourself. And how can we become someone different when everything outside of us remains the same? So whether you have to move every five years, right, or change your niche as an entrepreneur every five years, or just take a freaking break for a few months 
every five years. So what happened for me when I took this break, I started realizing what a bunch of bullshit I was believing was important. And I realized how I put myself last after everything, everybody, right? I, uh, you know, would wake up just in time to do my Facebook live half the time looking like a crazy woman because I, I had to do it. I had to be live at a certain time because I put that on myself, right? I had to get a social media post out every day. These are like really weird beliefs that I found came from trauma brain. And let me explain that. So, so many of us take action based on, on trauma and we don't even realize what we're doing. It's, it's the only when we take the time to watch ourselves, right? Turn our eyes in our awareness in and realize why are you taking action like that? Um, and, and that's essentially what I ended up doing. And I started realizing, you know, why did I have to get up and do a Facebook live? Who told me that? right? Why did I have to have a beautifully curated social media post by a certain time in the day? Right. And I even remember telling my husband, like, leave me alone. I've got to write this post. Like I've got to put this out, but why? Um, and I know my team, right? God bless my team. Um, they all had to take time off too. (laughs) Um, but I remember like right towards the end, right before I took this break, right? We were having some failed launches. Lord knows why, right? The universe is like, uh, something's going to happen and you're not going to be working. So nobody's going to sign up for your program, <laughs> um, which is a whole nother uh, lesson in its own, right? Is to trust when the universe unfolds before you because the universe knows more than you do. Um, but like I was saying, even my team could see where, it's like hustle over here. Um, let's create this, this program because of this, uh, we have to hit the certain number, right? So going through all of these motions, because you think, well, if I do this, this Facebook live, or if I curate this post, I'm doing what I'm quote unquote supposed to so that I get the quote unquote results. Right. But it was for the, it was for the results. It wasn't for joy. It was trauma. It was this ingrained belief. Like I worked for corporate America for how many years, right? Beyond time. This is the procedure. This is the process. This is what you have to do. So, and then also with the mother, right? With my moms, you have to be responsible. You have to get up at a certain time. You have to be at work at, sit at your desk at this certain time. Well, that doesn't, that's not the case anymore but those beliefs were there. And so I took action based on that. Having all the time off and seeing the universe support me. Hello. I've been off for months, right? I still have food, still have shelter. So all of those behaviors never had to happen. Right. I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a while. Um, even months ago, when I first heard that story, I was like, Oh, I got to put that on my podcast. So coming back to work, right? I'm not really back. (laughs) I'm just recording this podcast. Um, 
for me, it has to be really, really slow because right. They say it takes 21 days to create a habit. I've been off for days and days and days, but when you start coming back to something that you, you knew you settle back in and you could start just acting the same way. Right. We, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, becoming supernatural. Um, because he talks about you're just reliving the same day over and over your body knows how to get to the coffee pot, right? Your body knows that it rolls out of bed at a certain time. Your body does all these things. So if you start going back to a same routine, then you're going to start having the same old results, right? So for me, coming back has to be so slow. Um, and I was just sharing a couple days ago. So I'm like, okay, my brain's telling me my brain, right? Not my soul. My brain's telling me it's time to go back to work. Like, who are you? to just be taking all this time off, which is normally not the case. Cause when we think in corporate America, what do you get three days bereavement? And then you're just better bring your shit show to work after that and cry in the break room or what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're taught that, you know, being idle, just doing nothing, enjoying your life. That's not quote unquote responsible. And there goes that trauma again. Those are traumatic beliefs that I had that I, I cannot allow to come back in if I'm going to be running a healthy business. Same goes for all y'all, right? Let's talk about the pandemic for a minute. There's a big chunk of people that think it's going to go back to normal. It's not right. So, and if it did, how's that going to benefit you? Right. Remember I was saying things have to shake you to wake you. So in the beginning of 2020, a lot of people lost jobs, but they found new ways, right? I follow a girl on Instagram. She got furloughed from her corporate job. And in a matter of months, she had thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram. And now she's a Instagram coach or whatever. Right. And she's happier for it. So would she like to go back to her corporate job? Not necessarily. There's a lot of people that fight to go back to this normal, but it's so important for us, right? And think about the pandemic or think about the death of my husband. It couldn't go back. I mean, I've learned so much since he's been gone in the short time that he's been gone, almost 20 weeks, that it wouldn't be the same if we went back right? I would have to make these changes because I'm aware of it. Uh, bless my husband's heart. <laughs> he probably is in heaven going, why did you take time off while I was alive? Because in my brain, I was like, oh, I can't. I have this business to run. Uh, I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and comment on a post and reply to all the comments. And just burning yourself out. So keep that in mind. When things change, right? all change is uncomfortable. All change is uncomfortable. You win a million dollars, you're going to be uncomfortable, right? You lose a million dollars. It's uncomfortable, but it's there for a reason. Um, and so <clears throat> that's what I wanted to share with you guys on this podcast is that so important. Remember what I said every five years, you know, or maybe once a month or at, at the very least set, you know, set yourself a reminder to take everything away. Meditation is so important because 
you could take everything away every single day and just spend time with spirit, but still you get stuck in that repetitive, that being human, right? So important. If you want change in your life, you've got to strip everything away for a minute to refine yourself, to allow yourself to see maybe flaws and for, you know, forgive yourself, give yourself freaking grace. I'm always telling my daughter that she gives herself a hard time all the time. Give yourself grace. And I think that's something I've learned too is, is trust yourself, you know, losing my mom, then my husband, I have no authority figures, <laughs> right? Not that they were telling me what to do, but they, they had guidelines, right? And I could, I could talk to them and bounce things off, but now you gotta, you gotta trust yourself, but how can you trust yourself if you don't even know who you really are without everybody else, without a job? Um, and for some of you, it might be hard. You might be surrounded by so many people, but that's why the meditation is important. And that's why conversations with these people to ask them, are they ready to get outside of their box for a minute? So important. So important. And I wanted to talk about some of the different trauma responses that we can have. A lot of times your brain will take you running down a trauma response when you don't even realize that it's happening. And that's what I had to prevent from myself, um, prevent myself from doing rather. So taking complete time off was my process of doing so. So um, some of the things that came up after my husband died that I knew was trauma responses is number one, I wanted to just shut everything down, move to another country and completely start a new life. That right there is you avoiding that pain, right? Another thing is that the work, you know, the work mode. And I had talked about that on that, that episode too, where I had to force myself not to work because my trauma response from when my mother passed away was work, 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 just consume yourself into your business. Um, and that's what I had did. And it just really got me to a place where I didn't want to be in my business. Um, and then just a couple of days ago thinking, you know, how much time am I going to give myself? Because after my husband died in September, like I told you guys, we were launching uh, programs and they were failing. Obviously the universe knew more than I did about what was, what was going to happen. Um, but right afterwards I had to, you know, just go to the park and sit there and not do anything and not think of anything. Um, and I gave myself till the, the beginning of the new year. So I thought, well, October, November, December, that's three months off, right? Most people only have three days of, of grievance, right. Uh, or bereavement when they work for a job and more power to you guys that do that, because I, I don't even know how you do that, but I took three months off and then come January, that's when your ego, my ego is like, okay, time is up. And I started taking action again on trauma, um, thinking, oh my gosh, I have to have a bio, um, or am I going to launch my, you know, popular awaken program? Um, or what am I going to do for money? Right. That, that lack, the trauma, the lack response coming up going, oh my gosh, I have to do, do, do like being quote unquote responsible 
uh, being a business owner, showing up for work, all of those old beliefs had to be presented to me. And I had to prove to myself that I've been supported by the universe. Right. And you guys know my brand is craving consciousness, right? Spiritual awakening. When we're talking about that, what else are we talking about? We're talking about the laws of the universe and the laws of the universe state that you don't have to do anything in exchange for something else, right? It's, it's just manifesting. It's attracting that those opportunities to you. So seriously, if it comes down to it, I could say that I could just manifest abundance coming in. I don't have to trade this dollar, this time for this particular client or this time for launching this program, which your human brain is telling you, yeah, you have to physically like do something in order to receive. And and that's not the truth. So really this whole trauma brain thing is, is about being conscious about the movement of your mind before you take action on that movement of your mind, right? Like I was telling you guys, I was trying to come up with a new bio a couple of days ago. And I'm thinking, oh, I need a bio before I could do anything else, before I could take that next step. And by the end of the day, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just in my head trying to figure things out. You guys, so important too, is if it's coming from your head, it's usually coming from ego, right? But if it's coming from your, your body and you could feel this light uplifting feeling and you feel this excitement, that's what you want to take action on. Your, your ego, your ego mind is the thing that's telling you, you might not be doing it right, right? Or you're not doing enough. Something's missing. Something's lacking. Um, therefore, you can't be at peace right now in this moment. Whereas if we take action based on how our body feels, like I'm excited to do whatever, blah, blah, blah podcast, or, you know, I just don't feel like doing it today. And then honoring that it's so important when you're when you're going through this trauma and we all have trauma, right. Um, growing through your trauma rather for you to have that relationship with yourself, that, that meditative practice, whatever it is for you to be able to recognize what your brain is trying to, to come up with, right. What is trying to figure out what it's trying to tell you that you're supposed to be doing while you're not able to have peace in this moment that's like the trauma, right? That's the ego mind. Whereas you could be completely satiated, completely comfortable, just being some of the things that I ended up doing as I'm having time off is like literally just laying in my bed, staring out the window. How, when's the last time you let yourself do nothing, right? When's the last time you just daydreamed out your window Instead of like old Brandoline, trauma Brandoline would be like, well, we're supposed to be doing something right now. This is a waste of time. Like n- we're not achieving anything by just laying here, staring out the window. Whereas, you know, as I'm growing through this trauma to, to be like, gee, this feels good. Like just putting on some music and just listening to music and not having to write in my journal right now, or think about how I want to update my second book. Or, you know, all, all these things that your brain tries to tell you has to be done in order for you to feel peace, trauma, trauma, trauma. Um, so I just wanted to add to that. Your brain, your, your trauma brain is going to try to make you avoid the pain. That's what 
your ego is there to protect you from pain. And so it could come up with crazy scenarios, but if you follow those and you take action, then you're going to start building on top of trauma. Right. And if we want a solid foundation in order for us to really succeed in consciously creating the life that we really want. I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, it's been a long time coming. So glad I got some new equipment. Um, and I love you guys so much. Look forward to some great new episodes on the craving consciousness podcast. You guys have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.